we're kind of the first generation to have been bred thinking that something is wrong with the planet and with the environmental crisis. So as a generation, I think we all kind of want to do our best, but I don't think anything will be as impactful as real government decisions. Democracy, democracy, democracy. Für ein starkes Europa der Kulturen und Regionen. European Democracy Lab Podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Special series Future Generations. Episode 4 The Fight of a Generation. As climate changes, French youth calls for action. My name is Roman, but I usually go by Romy. I'm 20 years old. I'm a student. I study history. Roman is a 21 years old student from the west of France, living in a region called Brittany. Like the interviewees from the previous episodes of this podcast series, Roman participated in one of the EU Youth Dialogues workshops, a year-long project organized by the Institute of European Democrats with the aim of making the voices of young European citizens count. In fact, in this podcast, we finish our trip across Europe, meeting citizens like Roman to discuss what worries them the most and how they see the world today. According to Roman, one of the most urgent concerns of young people's minds is the environmental and climate crisis and how governments fail to take real actions, leaving the fight of a generation to individual actions. So she calls for stronger measures at a decision-making level. I just saw an article about the environment because there is something quite problematic right now in France is that there has been a drought, a winter drought in the entire country. There has not been any heavy rain in the whole country for three months. So I saw this and it really made me worried because the thing that made me very conscious about climate change was the drought that happened this summer in France and the fact that it's still happening right now in the winter is quite stressful. Roman's anxiety towards climate change is a common fear among young people across the globe. Not only because hers is a generation that grew up educated on the environmental crisis, but because of the consequences of the latter. Roman sees all things happening in her surroundings. And so she wonders about the planet's future. Our next guest, Paul, feels the same. He adds some other problems France is facing on top of the drought. I think uh, youth is very touched by the climate change. This is the next generation and the actual situation on Earth is very preoccupating, mainly about fire, maybe about pollution and all this situation. Wildfires, pollution droughts. It is this grim picture that forces people like Paul, a 20-year-old student who lives in Nantes, to think about the role of young people in the situation. I think the main problem is also how youth could bring solution to this climate change. We have a big part of the job that we have to do, but also the actual generation have to help us, to support us and give us all the tools to create the changement. Talking solutions, Roman also thinks about the small contributions youth can bring to the table. However, she points her fingers at those in decision-making positions. We can 
act as a whole so that maybe our consumption of plastic and just consumerism in general goes down a bit so that it really helps the planet breathe for a bit. But I don't think anything will be as impactful as real government decisions. European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. So it is clear that Roman and Paul, who are from the same generation and live in Western France, feel they have to act in favor of sustainability to defend the planet. More importantly, both believe this is not a burden that can be placed on just one's shoulders. What is meant by that becomes clearer by listening a little more to Roman's personal story. She casts a light on what could be defined as the anxiety of relying on individual actions in the fight against climate change. My dad is the CEO of a very, very small enterprises. And I think not a lot of people realize how much work it is and how basically helpless most of them feel, especially in times of a great crisis where, like the one that we've just gone through with COVID. As for the energy crisis, what I can tell you is right now, there is no heating system in my house. So this is just very concrete thing. We're really cold. Roman who comes from a family that runs a very small enterprise, even in a disadvantaged position, thinks about reducing her environmental impact or consumption. And as she says, she feels helpless. Sometimes we see information on social media about how extremely rich people fly jets that just have the same impact as one citizen in a whole year. It's just very, it just makes you think, well, what's the point of me doing all these efforts if just by one flight, somebody way richer than me with so much more ability to really do something about it is just going to destroy everything that I've just worked so hard on doing. They have a lot of opportunity to do less, to consume less maybe, or to act because they have more means to put maybe towards energy or even like government. If they could just maybe have stronger policies on how products like this or how carbon footprint is on the carbon footprint of anyone, I think it would be better and it would really make an impact. But how do Roman and Paul feel about politics? Are they actively engaged in social movements dealing with the issues that matter to them? If you say politically engaged, as in part of any group or political party or anything, I'm not. However, I really, I think that it's important that everybody needs to keep informed so that everybody has an opinion, so that in moments where the opinions of everyone matters, everyone is able to really say what they think about a subject with all the knowledge that they can have. So yeah, I would say that I am involved because of this, because I keep informed, because I think it's really important. I voted and I read newspapers from different point of views so that I know where I can put myself on the scale, even if it's quite difficult. Roman, who sees herself as far from being an activist or involved in a political party, feels engaged with politics as a citizen who keeps an active role in her country by keeping herself informed and voting to exercise democracy, which is quite the opposite of how Paul understands activism. I'm very involved in politics in my town, mainly in a movement named uh, Jeanne avec Macron. This is a youth political movement 
where uh, we debate mainly and we are filed with the current president, Emmanuel Macron, and we are supporting his politics and defend his politics on the territory. Fair enough. But if you recall Naya, one of the guests from our episode about the youth in Cyprus, well, she was curious to know how effective protest movements are in bringing real change in the eyes of young people living in France. Indeed, taking the streets to protest and pressure institutions to act is one of the most peculiar traits of French politics. So what do Roman and Paul think about it? It's in our culture to protesting, and I think this is essential to the debate and to the liberty. And maybe sometimes it's a bit too much because there is at the end no pressure because every day almost there is a protesting on the street. But uh, sometimes, and for some very particular reason, this is a proof that we can together and every citizen could change something on the political aspect. This is almost uh, the direct democracy. This is in our culture, in fact, and sometimes it works and change things. Sometimes, <laughs> not always. I would say that protesting really helps us, first of all, realize that as a whole, we are in a disagreement and that we're not just thinking about that by ourselves. Connecting with others in the streets really helps bringing this sense of community that can lead to something else, to something stronger, and then to something that can actually bring change. However, these protests are often rigged with violence and destroying the city centers and stuff like this. So this brings a lot of discredits to the real protesters that are actually wanting to change something and to protest and to say that they're not, like they disagree with what's happening. European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. As the previous episodes of this podcast series, we asked the interviewees whether they feel connected to the EU institutions. Although Roman praised the Erasmus program, generally speaking, the answers we got were similar to Paulina from Poland and Ida from Germany. That is to say that neither Paul nor Roman felt close to the European Union. Well, I don't think I am as close to the European institution as anyone. Well, I'm very for the European Union and the fact that it really helps creating a community that can matter in the international scene. I think it's really important that the European Union gives us this opportunity to matter and to be important in the international scene. I don't feel very connected to European Union. I feel his presence, but in my everyday life, I don't really feel European. This is difficult because I think there are so much things that we have in our everyday life that don't even mention it because this is normal. Like, for example, where we go to Spain, Italy, Germany, this is so much easy that this is obvious for us. This was the fourth and last episode of European Democracy Lab Future Generations, a podcast of the Institute of European Democrats, through which a light is cast on the opinions and feelings of young European citizens, be they actively involved or not, in politics and society. All participants in this podcast series took part in the EU Youth Dialogues, a year-long project by the Institute of European Democrats. For updates and more information about the EU Youth Dialogues, visit www.iedonline.eu. 
That's www.iedonline.eu. European Democracy Lab Podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Special series, Future Generations.